Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I tried to warn you. Welcome into the Believe in Steelers show. I'm Mark Bergen providing a live reaction to the Steelers' 30 to 7 loss week one of the 2023 NFL season, Acrisure Stadium in Pittsburgh. A very disappointing game in the opener for the Steelers in a game. I didn't expect them to win, but to get blown out at home when it was like a two, two and a half point spread going in was uh, a bit disappointing before we get too carried away. If you want to place a bet on any of the NFL action this season, betonline.ag is the place to do it. You can place a bet on any NFL game, a lot of different prop bets. If you want to place a wager on any of the action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Steelers losing 32-7 in today's game. And if you have questions, comments throughout the discussion, I'll do my best to bring them in uh, here on this live post-game reaction uh, to the Steelers' loss to the 49ers. Uh, let's start here. The defense, to me, didn't hold up its end of the bargain. And I know that the 49ers are going to be one of the top teams in the NFC. If not for injuries last season, you could argue that the 49ers would have made the Super Bowl over the Philadelphia Eagles. Remember, this was a team in the NFC Championship game. But I look at the team's stats and I look at 391 total yards allowed when you have one of the highest paid defenses I always try to find silver linings in games. And to me, TJ Watts, the only player today to where I can say that's the silver lining I'd point to in the strip sack fumble of Brock Purdy. And he almost had one earlier in the game. We remember the butt fumble from Jets quarterback, Mark Sanchez. Never remember the butt fumble recovery, which is what we saw today. On further review, though, it did look like Purdy had the ball. But when I first saw that, it's like, how could he have possession if the ball is literally behind his back. So TJ Watt, we know what he could do on the field. But other than that, I'm trying to draw on what positives that the Steelers had today, and there weren't many. I look long-term, can you be ready to roll next week? AFC North opponent in the Browns in what's going to be a must-win game, and it's not just because it's the next game. You start out a season 0-2. It is incredibly difficult to make it to the postseason. So you've got to take care of business against a Browns team that looked awfully good in week one against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Browns looked very good today. So that's almost a must-win game now. How you respond beyond week one is what I'm looking at for the Steelers. And other than TJ Watt's performance, I was incredibly underwhelmed almost across the board I don't think it's a hyperbole to say this. This might have been Kenny Pickett's worst game as a pro so far. And we'll see how he regroups. Now, Deontay Johnson appeared to have a hamstring injury. He left the game. Cam Hayward left the game with an injury. You certainly are going to need those players back. But other than the last drive on uh, at the end of the first half for the Steelers, where they cut the deficit and finally got on the scoreboard and cut the deficit uh, 20 to seven at that point, this offense just lacked continuity. They lacked uh, sustaining drives in what we saw in the preseason, five drives, five touchdowns. I tried to warn people and say, look, the preseason is like a war reenactment. 
It's not like the real thing. And I tried to warn people to say, yes, I loved what we saw from Kenny Pickett in this offense in the preseason. Five drives, five touchdowns. Where was that today? Where was that today? I watched the game from home. And from what I saw at home, the 49ers were able to take the home crowd out of it almost for the entire game. If anyone is watching this that was at the game at Acrisure Stadium, please let me know what it was like there. Because to me, it seemed like this 49ers team absolutely took the home fans out of it early by getting a huge, huge lead. And to try to get that home crowd energy, that juice that the the players can feed off of, that to me was evident on the TV broadcast, let alone being in the stadium. So if you're watching this, if that was a factor, that seemed to play into the game from what I saw. The 49ers have a lot of weapons offensively, but Brandon Ayuk was absolutely terrific today. The two touchdown catches, but the play that stuck out to me was the pancake block against DeMonte Casey on Christian McCaffrey's long touchdown run to open the second half. So the Steelers come into the second half saying, it's 20 to 7, let's get a stop on the 49ers first drive, and that didn't happen. And McCaffrey goes off for the long touchdown run, which was spurred by Ayuk's block. And at one point, it's like, can anyone guard Ayuk? But then it's like, look, if you try to take away Ayuk, you've got Juszczyk, you've got Kittle, you've got McCaffrey, you've got a man by the name of Debo Samuel. This is why the 49ers are considered one of the best teams in all of the NFL. And I thought they won the war up front in the trenches too. Offensive line by Trent Williams, the left tackle. I thought he neutralized Alex Highsmith pretty well in this one. But again, other than TJ Watt, uh, just defensively, I did not like what I saw from the Steelers. Now, they settled down in the second half, only allowing 10 points, but to be held scoreless in the second half, like even if the Steelers' defense had been better, seven points isn't going to win you many football games. And so that's what we were all excited about in the preseason was that the offensive problems were fixed with Matt Canada and company, and it didn't happen today. And again, I was really excited about the preseason. It felt different. I expected this game to be a lot closer two, two and a half points. Yeah. The 49ers are a really good team last year, but really bullish about the Steelers. It's now how Pittsburgh responds in week two in what I'm considering an absolute must win game against the Browns in week two. You absolutely must win that game because you start out 0-2 and the statistics are against you to go on and make the postseason. There are exceptions to that rule. Bengals works an exception to that rule a year ago, but with a young quarterback, it's just, you got to see the offense play better. Calvin Austin, the third is going to have his opportunity. Now, if Deontay Johnson's going to miss significant time, Cam Hayward's going to have to get back on the field. But what I want to know if you're watching this is what silver linings you saw from the Steelers team today, because other than a man by the name of TJ Watt, uh, I, I didn't see, I didn't see it today. I didn't see it today. Someone saying, uh, was Canada bad? Here's the thing. On that drive where the Steelers did end up scoring a touchdown on a touchdown pass to Pat Fryermuth, Kenny Pickett just missed an easy slant throw to Deontay Johnson, which should have gone for six. So I'm going to have to go back and watch some tape to say, is it Canada? Is it Pickett missing his throws? This is just my opinion. I thought Kenny Pickett played his worst game as a pro today. I genuinely believe that, and they just lacked continuity, and everyone wants to point to Matt Canada, but really everyone needs to be held accountable today because the Steelers weren't ready, and that's really 
unlike most Mike Tomlin coached teams coming into the season, there was a lot of excitement. This is the first home opener in Pittsburgh since 2014, and you lay an egg in week one. So that's done now. What do you do week two against the Browns, week three against the Raiders? You've got to try to regroup. Week one a lot of times can be an outlier. It can be a, a liar. When you look back at the season, it says, what the heck happened there? But you start out the season 0-2, and, and you're digging yourself a, a, a – it's a slippery slope from there to try to get back into things and start into the playoff contention. But this game didn't start out well. Like the Steelers, when they scored first a season ago, the Steelers went 6-0. and That didn't happen to where don't score on the first drive, then you give up a touchdown to Ayuk on the first drive, then Pickett throws an interception – I don't know how many times Pickett was sacked today, but I thought the 49ers point blank period went up front. No, Hargrave got a sack. 49ers had another player with three sacks. Brock Purdy, all afternoon long, seemed to be a step ahead of the Steelers' defense. A step ahead of the Steelers' defense. And there were some questions of, okay, how is he going to look coming off that UCL injury? There's a reason why the 49ers said, we're going to fold our hand and we're going to give Trey Lance to the Dallas Cowboys for, what, a fourth-round pick? And then Jimmy Garoppolo, hey, thanks for your service. You took us to a Super Bowl. We're still going to go with Brock Purdy? If Brock Purdy is like a B-grade quarterback for the 49ers this year, look out. They look scary. I don't want to take away too much from week one, but I think that highly of the 49ers skill position group. And again, this wasn't a game I expected the Steelers to win. My pregame prediction, you can go back and look at the tape, was – 49ers, 27, Steelers, 24. Again, I thought it was going to be a lot closer given it was like a two and a half point spread from what I saw. I think it closed at two. So I, I didn't see it. Uh, San Antonio says O-line was terrible. Yeah, I mean, Kenny Pickett, um, let's see how many times he was sacked. Uh, sacked five times today, 31 of 46, 232 yards. So when the 49ers take a big lead to it forces you to abandon the run game. And the O-line was something that Pittsburgh needed to shore up in the offseason because everyone was down on Najee Harrison saying, is Jalen Warren actually the guy for Pittsburgh? If you gave Jalen Warren the same sample size that Najee Harris has, got, uh, has gotten, I think you'd have similar levels of production. I might be in the minority in that opinion, and that's fine. But did the, did the Steelers running backs a year, for the last five years really, since Le'Veon Bell was doing his thing, this has been a bottom of the half of the league Steelers offensive line and running the ball. And they really just couldn't do anything today. They couldn't sustain drives. It seemed to me that the 49ers offense was out on the field heck of a lot longer than the Steelers offense. And if you look at time of possession, I know that's not always the most important metric, but the 49ers more than 37 minutes out on the field compared to the Steelers had the ball for nearly 23 minutes. Sometimes your best defense is keeping your offense on the field and sustaining drives. And if you want to take away McCaffrey and Depot, then Ayuk's going to be open. Then Kittle's going to be open. There's a reason why this 49ers team is, re is respected as it is. But the Steelers just didn't match up today. And my co-host Ike Taylor told you on Friday that this game was going to be won in the trenches, and certainly it was today. Because other than TJ Watt, I just didn't see it from the Steelers. You, you give up five sacks of Kenny Pickett. You talk about trying to keep a quarterback clean. There was no continuity. Only 41 rushing yards, but the Steelers only ran the ball 10 times because 
when you're facing a deficit, you have to abandon the run because you just don't have the time to try to get back in the game. You don't have the time to try to get back in the game. So that's what I saw from the Steelers. Going to get to some of the comments here. Uh, Terry says, first game of the year, Tomlin has some work ahead, but we will get better. Yeah, I certainly expect so. Again, I didn't expect the Steelers to win today. I did not pick the Steelers to win today. But I expected them to play better than they did, certainly. Terry, thank you for checking in. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, I hope. Let me know what you thought of the game. What I want to know is if you're watching this, what silver linings can you draw in? What do the Steelers need to do to get better in week two? Uh, Nistic says, LOL, Pickett, Cleveland coming for y'all next week. Yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be a big one. That's going to be a really, really big one, uh, in week two against the Browns. And, and I hate to say it, but, uh, Terry also saying, well, that was tough. Yeah. <laughs> you you got to get back TJ Watt with three sacks today. A- again, there's a reason why at the time he was the highest paid judge rusher, uh, TJ Watts, a special, special player tackle for loss. You see what he can do in, in how he disrupts a game, three sacks for TJ Watt. He is a, a matchup nightmare for opposing right tackles. So I thought he came to play almost had two forced fumbles, but one forced fumble, uh, and a fumble recovery of Brock Purdy to me, other than Watt getting after Purdy, they didn't disrupt his timing enough for a young quarterback. You got to throw the timing off. All three sacks Purdy had were all done by the work of TJ Watt. And Minka Fitzpatrick had a play where Purdy spun out of and Fitzpatrick lost contain. Purdy, to me, the thing that impressed me the most is a someone who's a second-year player. And credit the 49ers coaching staff with Kyle Shanahan and company. He seemed to be a step ahead of the Steelers' defense the entire game to where he was playing chess compared to the Steelers' checkers because – defensively, the Steelers just, they didn't show up today. They did not show up today. And again, I I know the 49ers have a lot of studs at a lot of their different skill position players, but um, they were more physical team than Pittsburgh. They they just were. They just were. Um, The defense did not play well. Games are won through defense. That's Tony checking in. Yeah, I, I mean... Yeah, stuck on the field for a long, long time. You got to get off the field in this league. And Purdy just seemed to have an answer time and time and time again. Christian McCaffrey had 22 carries for 152 yards, that long 65-yard touchdown, 188 yards rushing for the 49ers overall as a group. Ayuk, eight receptions, 129 yards, two touchdowns. Again, uh, eight catches on eight targets. What I'm going to credit with Ayuk is – He's going to be a beneficiary of the attention that Debo Samuel garners, George Kittle garners, Christian McCaffrey garners. You can't double team every single skill position player. So it's going to say, hey, can you go and beat us? And he was special today. It's not just the eight receptions and the two touchdown catches with Ayuk. It's that block down the field for McCaffrey where that's a want to play where he flattens DeMonte Casey and McCaffrey goes off for the long score on the opening drive of the second half. To me, that totally set the tone, and it was like the 49ers got this game. Because if you get a stop, you score at the end of the first half, you're the Steelers, you get a stop, maybe you're talking about a different game. And again, this to me was evident on the TV broadcast. I'll say this one more time. The crowd just seemed to be taken out of it by what the 49ers were able to do 
score, get a big lead, take the crowd out of it early, and get the energy out of Akershire Stadium. That, to me, was evident on the TV broadcast. I'm sure it felt even more so if you were at the game in Pittsburgh. Again, we're going to see what happens next week. So the Steelers in week two going against the Browns in a primetime matchup. I can't wait for this to see if the Steelers get a chance to regroup, and it's a game that's going to be on Monday night football. So the Steelers will have eight days to prepare for their division opponent in Cleveland. We'll see how they respond after an embarrassing loss in week one. And the Browns look really, really good today against the Cincinnati Bengals. Browns are a 24-3 winner as well. So you got to stop Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, and company. And then we know what Miles Garrett can do off the edge. So Tanmore Jr. with his work cut out against him going up against Nick Bosa today. Nick Bosa, I think he played somewhere between 30 and 35 snaps, uh, which was the perfect amount for him in this 49ers group coming off that big, big contract extension that he got essentially on the eve of the season. And so Dan Moore Jr. and the offensive line are going to have their uh, their hands cut out for them. And the offense just in every facet has to get better. And I've said this too. People want to point the blame at Matt Canada. If this offense continues to struggle this year, his contract's up at the end of the year. But certainly you'd expect the Steelers to build on what they did at the end of the 2022 season and then the bright spots that we did see in the preseason. That was not evident today. And I'm going to steal an analogy that our good friend Dave Damashek tells us here on the Believe in Steelers show. And when we have Dave on, he always says preseason's a lot like a war reenactment to where you want to get excited. It looks like the real thing. It feels like the real thing. It ain't the real thing. And we saw that today. We saw that today with a very talented 49ers group that I expect to contend in the NFC. I genuinely do believe that. So don't get discouraged there because this is a very, very good 49ers group. Uh, Tony also saying Allen Robinson playing well. Robinson, five catches for 64 yards uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers today in his Steelers debut, uh, getting eight targets. And Allen Robinson, someone that the Steelers are going to have to rely on depending on how long Deontay Johnson's going to miss potentially with what appeared to be a hamstring injury. Again, Cam Hayward leaving the game as well, but that Deontay Johnson injury did not look good, and he's someone the Steelers are going to need because his route running ability and his ability to get uh, open underneath against defenses, regardless of what a defense throws against you, he's been one of the bright spots of the Steelers' last several years on offense. So if you're without him, you know, you always say next man up in the NFL. Allen Robinson's going to have his opportunity. Calvin Austin III will have his opportunity. Uh, Robinson playing okay. I'd like to see the Steelers get Pat Fryermuth a little bit more involved too, but uh, Kenny Pickett's got to be sharper. He's got to be sharper, and I'm sure he would even say as such. But 31 of 46, 232 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions, sacked five times. It was just the lack of cohesion. Uh, The Steelers just couldn't sustain drives. And on that last drive of the first half when they went for it on fourth down and converted – and then in the second half, they were driving again and going forward on a fourth down. I don't blame Mike Tomlin. I think those were the right decisions in the moment of the game to try to get back into the game. A field goal really doesn't do you a whole lot of good at that point. And sometimes you got to be aggressive to try to score touchdowns to get back into what's a very talented 49ers team. They've got dogs on every single level of the defense and offense. You know, Bosa, Warner had a huge hit on Najee Harris. Uh, the 49er safety making plays. So, you know, you lose the turnover battle today too. And 
it's going to, you can't control the line of scrimmage. You can't control the clock. All of those things are going to catch up with you. All of those things are going to catch up with you. Steelers lose the turnover battle two to one today as well. So um going to see if there's any other comments. Um, Terry saying after such a good preseason, maybe the team thought too much of themselves and didn't take the 49ers serious. I disagree. I mean, opening week of the season, if you're not fired up and ready to go, uh, Terry, respectfully, I disagree. But yeah, maybe they're feeling themselves. And look, I know last year's team is last year for both the Steelers and the 49ers. But uh, certainly, I I thought that if if it's a two-point spread, um, they'd be better. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and leave it at that. Um, One touchdown, sideline routes, nothing downfield. Yeah. Uh, Walter, well said, well said there. I'm going to go ahead and sign off here. My name is Mark Bergen. Thanks for watching. Live reaction to Steelers 30-7 to loss. Enjoy the rest of your Sundays. The NFL is back, which is certainly exciting too. Uh, it's live reaction brought to you by betonline.ag, the presenting sponsor of the Believe in Steelers show. Uh, I can, Ike Taylor and I will be back this week. Talking about this game, previewing week two, and sharing all of our week one reaction. A lot of football to continue to watch, both college and pro, too. So enjoy the rest of your Sundays, and uh, I'll see you here at the start of the week. Thanks for watching. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.